whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Where did you guys originally come from now? Is it like, did you come, where was your last gig? Uh, Warsaw. Warsaw last <laughs> night. I think it was last night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was last night. It's yeah. really funny. It's I actually like, actually fucked up the Twitter because um, you do like on Instagram and Facebook, thank you and, and yeah, little video yeah. and stuff and pictures. And I I did Twitter last. I was a bit drunk. So I wrote, thank you, Prague. <laughs> <laughs> and it stood there and was retweeted and liked by people. And then until one guy was like, Warsaw. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the obvious question is, how did everything happen? How did this all come along? Well, it's kind of like a rock and roll fairy tale. I guess it's uh, Lars Ulrich, uh, Metallica's drummer, heard our uh, our first album, Divide and Conquer. Uh, loved it. Did, did you like throw it at him like, no. when you saw him? <laughs> no, it, it came like a, yeah, like a baseball in our faces when we realized, because we were like, well, where did he get that album? Yeah. But, he, but he's a music-interested guy, yeah. so yeah. we checked out. He played it in his radio show, said he were his favorite new band, and... And then he invited us to come see him in Oslo last year. We did. Mm -hmm. Said hello to him, got some free beer, watched Metallica, had a great time. And then we didn't think much more of it. And then uh, June last year, after watching the World Cup outside, me and him, Olaf, the drummer, um, had uh, I, I was walking home and my phone started calling like this New York number. I was like, yeah, this is a fucking scam call. You know, <laughs> this is a scam call. I'm not going to answer that. So I declined, declined. And then I get a text like, <laughs> Hey, Jörn, this is Tony from Metallica Management. If you could please call me back, that would be fine. I'm on East Coast time. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, sorry, 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 sorry. Thought it was a scam. Um, of course it wasn't. And the rest is history. It's like this guy went went there when, I don't know, somebody called up. You know, Michael Jackson called us somebody. And this guy, you look pretty, oh, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off, fuck off. Almost cost us the whole tour. Lars Ulrich texted me the next day and he just wrote, ha, 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 you thought it was a prank call. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, uh, you know, over over all the decades that you follow Metallica and obviously when you like heavy metal, you like Metallica. Mm. Um, how do those guys treat you? Oh, they treat us really well. Um, they like invite us out to dinner, for drinks and the whole crew. And of course, Metallica guys are really... Uh, really cool, really like uh, down to earth people. You yeah. shouldn't think if you just met met one of them, you, you wouldn't think that this is guy the most famous band in rock, you know. Yeah. Uh. So so we're pretty fucking happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> did the did the do the fans give you chances? Yeah. Or do you have a hard time on stage? No, no. the fans have been really nice to us everywhere. Really, they're listening to us and headbanging, and uh, yeah, seem to really. Like yeah, us. and Then we didn't expect that at all because we heard stories about like <laughs> bands uh, touring with Maiden, and and the fans just turned their back and threw beer at them and shit, and we were like, oh man, but but uh, they have uh, really taken a love to us. Mm. I can't, of course, say for everyone, but the one we see like on the cat uh, catwalk and the golden circle and snake pit. They're really into it. Uh, and, we, and we get to, you know, because there's a lot of Metallica fans who see Metallica like whole summer. Yeah. So we, we get to know them because, ah, I recognize <laughs> you. And then they buy our merch and stuff. So it's, it's, yeah, you, even I have a couple of friends who have the black ticket or what, what's, yeah. what's it called? Yeah, 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 yeah the black yeah. ticket rummers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, then you can see every show. Yeah, I know. Uh, and some of them even do. So yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> we got this guy. Uh, he's a real cool dude. And he has been uh, been on the whole tour. 
Yeah. And so he's now in Munich. He's going to see us and Metallica for the twenty fourth time. He, he actually seen Metallica more than me on this tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, it's crazy. But when you, I mean, usually when you are a support band for, let's say, usually for Motorhead or for Slayer, and th and then I think also for Metallica. I mean, you, and for Maiden, obviously, you never sell any merchandise, do you? Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but but to be fair, some cities. Yeah. Usually it's like we, we get like the report and it's like, no, no. And then like London, oh shit. And then of course Norway a lot. Yeah. But it's like, uh, usually no. <laughs> we sell more at club gigs. <laughs> I, I, can, I yeah. can imagine. It's, I think it's the it's same it's for Ghost as well. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, most likely. Yeah, most likely. Right. I totally forgot about Ghost. Yeah. But I kind of like them though. Yeah, me too. Uh, your record is really good. This is the first record I got, I was sent to. So I never heard your debut record. Um, I think nobody actually promoted it for all the wrong reasons, I guess. I don't I don't even know. But uh, you, Yeah, we released it ourselves, the first one, and we didn't really know the game, you know? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I know. Okay, I understand. It's hard. But this one is uh, actually decent. But, you know, I there seems to be so many modern influences in in the music you're playing it doesn't seem to be really metal it doesn't seem to be you know like 100 metal not like 100 rock it's a mixture of a blend of everything yeah it's stoner punk trademark <laughs> percussive band yeah <laughs> stoner punk yeah that's something new yeah it, it's actually uh we we named our the the genre when we started the band we're we are the kings of stoner punk so we take stone rock riffs some metal Take some punk rock and hardcore and some classic rock and we fusion it and it's stone punk. How did you guys get together and go like, this is the music, the kind of music we want to play? That was actually the plan. Um, when me and the old bass player started yeah. the band, it was like we wanted to mix stone rock riff and cool riffs with punk and hardcore. And he knew uh, Olaf from the because of all things they have played together in a eurovision cover band so he's like i might know a drummer and i was of course a bit skeptical but it worked yeah. <laughs> but then everything happened pretty quickly i mean you did the first record and you did an ep i think and you did the second record yeah yeah well, i think we released three eps yeah oh okay. uh, and two albums yeah two albums yeah. uh so we've been doing we've been a band for six years so We, uh, when we started in 2013, I was for sure as hell wasn't planning on touring with Metallica. So. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. We were hoping for maybe one day Fu Manchu or Clutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Did you guys have to give up your day jobs? Uh, not yet, unfortunately. Yeah, this summer, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we're, we're going back. But then we're going out on tour again. So it's starting to get um, harder to be uh, on the day job thing. Yeah, but you yeah. kind of have have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in Norway, there's a uh, there's a lot of bands. Yeah, it's a small country, but it's got so many bands. We're good friends with Pristine. I don't know if you ever heard of her. No, Heidi Solheim, that's her name. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I think I know that they're on Napalm Records, right? I think she's on Blast. Oh, she's Nuclear Blast. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's, she's like they do stuff like the Blues Pills. Oh, Blues yeah, Pills, yeah, I know yeah, the okay, Swedish cool. one. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. Okay, so it's not such a small country. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't know them. I just heard of them. Okay, okay, okay. But, but I thought like the music scene is very, very vital. You know, it's yeah, not just a lot of things happening, and uh, the, it is a small scene, so you more or less know pretty much everybody. Yeah, well, not, <laughs> not, not everybody, I suppose, but yeah. And it's kind of like 
you know, since Norway is such a big country with so little people, yeah. uh, it's like, um, sure, you can say that some scenes are city-based, but they're not always since we're so spread, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So if you kind of play punk hardcore, you know a lot of the people who does, even though they live on the other side of the country. But you guys are, with the second record, you were already like sort of commercially successful in uh, in Norway, right? Yeah, but it has a lot to do with uh, last year and a certain drummer picking us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we, we had we had a cult following because uh, the first record was uh, Metal Hammer, one of Metal Hammer's like eleven best debuts of 2017. So we got some push from them and yeah. stuff. So we have we have been like a cult band in in Norway and in and, and in other places. Like we have some German followers, but it wasn't until Lars said check out this record and yeah. people did. And then when the next came, it was kind of like we had the foundation. So it was cool. yeah. yeah. Are you guys afraid going back to the clubs after this whole madness is over? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Because we, we, we've been doing club gigs while we play stadiums. Yeah. So one day we're doing like uh, 70,000 in Madrid and then 50 in Sevilla. <laughs> <laughs> so. And you sell more shirts. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> Hell, we do. <laughs> so uh, when are you, gonna, you guys going to come back to, to Germany for, for a club show? Um. I be yeah. Either November or December this year. Uh, he's checking the dates right now. Because we got a shitload of German shows. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. good. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. The two first is 22nd November. Then we're doing Hamburg uh, and Bahnhof Pauli. And mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. uh, the day after, we're doing Berlin and Privat Club. And then um, we're doing München, Munich. Backstage. Yes. Ah, good. And Schlatov Wiesbaden. Mm -hmm. We're good too. And um, <coughs> got some other stuff as well. There's a lot of German things. Are you headlining? Saarbrücken and Dortmund. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. 15 December Saarbrücken and 16 December Dortmund. Yeah, oh, we're nice. headlining. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, how old is this record now? Came out in 21st of June. Yeah. So a couple of months. Yeah, uh, but we recorded it last June. Yeah. Ah, okay. So we've been waiting to release this record. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. So it's it's why long. did it take you so long? Now, first it was like the mixing and mastering, you know, those things can take you a bit long. And then it was like, okay, we were in the talks with different labels yeah. and that fucking delayed. And then when we found the one we wanted, we were like, oh, yeah, you have to press the vinyl, blah, blah, blah. I have never heard of this label actually before. Oh, yeah, now they have like Seal and Ardo, you know those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Caravan Palace. They have like. <laughs> They have, what was cool with their approach is they have a lot of different bands. They have Seal and Order, they have Caravan Palace, they have like some jazz things. They mm -hmm. have like all different genres. So they loved our genre fusion mm -hmm. and they kind of got us. So when they came on the pitch, we were like, yeah. Because <laughs> we, had, we had offers from traditional like metal and rock labels, which were cool. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of feel the thing that when they release like 10 records a week, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you become like a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, so. and, and with, the, with those guys, we kind of got our own, uh, what's it called? We're the bosses, because it's also out on Kings of Stone and Punk Records, our mm. own label. Yeah, 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 I think, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And that is important to us. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Crimson Riders? Crimson Riders are us. Yeah, very Crimson. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you call yourself the Crimson Riders? No, it's kind of like because the the overall theme for the, for um, for the record, I guess, is kind of misanthropic. It is a lot of death. Yeah, and we thought like Crimson Riders, and I thought I came up with that on my own until one day I was playing Borderline, 
Nah, Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. And they have fucking Crimson Riders there. Yeah. <laughs> Crimson Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah. So, so they like can't a... sue us because we changed one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But you got to tell me one thing, though, because this is something that I probably don't really know and never get into it. But like, how's your, when, when you are on tour now with Metallica, how's your daily routine? Is it, is it stressful? No. No, not no hard do, at do, all. Uh, when you, what happens before you go on stage? Who sets up your stuff? Uh, our crew, yeah, uh, and then like, which is uh, usually one guy. Yeah, we have uh, we have <laughs> yeah. three guys. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, okay. a guitar tech, uh, a tour manager, and a sound guy. Yeah. So I, I can take you through a normal show yeah. day. Yeah. Um, I wake up around twelve, <laughs> then I go out of the bus. I go into catering, eat some lunch, then I go into the dressing room, see the other guys. What? Well, hang on. Why is there still catering? What, what kind of catering you ask you, you you're talking about? Metallica's own yeah, catering. It must bring... be gone already. It's like the next city or whatever. No, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. they bring it for every show. They yeah. bring catering. And so the we day eat before there. for the people who rigged the stage and like yeah. yeah. It's fantastic catering. And then I go into the dress room, I see the other some guy sitting there, all sad, like oh. and I'm like, <laughs> So when's line check? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, so we sit there, maybe on our phones, and then maybe a couple hours later, so it's like, okay, come to the stage, go on the stage, do like this on the guitar, jun, 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 jun. do like this on the mic, hello, hello. And then like, okay, it's fine. Then we go back, start drinking, and then two hours later, we're on stage. And when we're off stage, go straight to the showers, then we go eat, then we start drinking. We drink till we drive. Okay, we're not driving, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was just asking you. <laughs> yeah, do you ever watch Ghost? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Metallica as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, I, I probably we have been well, tomorrow's the twenty fourth show, and probably I have watched uh, probably I've watched them about say seventeen times. All right, <laughs> Ghost, yeah. Ghost, maybe ten because they are usually when we go off. Yeah, you know? uh, uh. Man, how much can you drink? This tour is going to stress you out. I can drink a lot. He can't. It's going to change over the years. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like, uh, there's not that much else to do. And you also, you know, they also have a VIP bar. Yeah. And he's a, a friend of ours, Justin, uh, the bartender. And, and he, you know, we can go behind the bar and make our own drinks. And that helps. What is, what's up with the groupies? Where's huh? the ladies? Not when you're a metal band. <sighs> nah, just, uh, yeah, no ladies. No. Unfortunately, it's yeah, insane. He, he's single, so he's really hoping yeah, for it. About it. But but you know the group is we get is like, so I hear your distortion. What kind of uh, pedal are you? Oh <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's not, that's not why we are, I play drums. So it's it's fine. It's fifty percent of the reason you play them. Maybe fifty yeah, percent. <laughs> well, it's a hundred percent of the reason somebody goes on stage and plays rock and roll. I mean, it's, it <laughs> yeah. used to be from nineteen fifty four till now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's actually. It's actually insane. It's good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> how much? How long do you play? Uh, Thirty minutes. Okay. So we just like you can play the the the, the full record. The, the yeah, yeah, we one. can. We, can. <laughs> we just try to cram everything in there and just jump around and uh, be really energetic and win over as much uh, as we can. Well, why is your record shorter than Raining Blood? <laughs> no, I think thirty minutes is is a a perfect uh, length. Yeah, mm. for record. Yeah. yeah, but it's shorter than Raining Blood. Yeah, I thought the Raining Blood was twenty eight. Well, maybe. I, yeah, you, maybe. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Around the same. Because they play faster than us. <laughs> uh, 
Do you think you're ever going to change your music style or do you going to get in some new influences? I mean, how can you tell? I know what, what's going to be, what's going to happen in five years' time? Where are you going to be in five years' time? Uh, hopefully doing the same thing, uh, bigger venues, um, better records. <laughs> uh, but uh, for influences, uh, I don't think we're ever going to change genres. No. But I think, uh, of course, with, with this band, as you can hear on Crimson Riders, uh, there's a lot of different influences we take in and make our own. So, and that could happen. Uh, but we're not going to suddenly change and be a techno band. Nah, I don't think it's something yeah, If plan, it happens, plan. then you have it on tape. Yeah. <laughs> you can call us out on it. <laughs> I got to ask you the shitty question too. The, the last one is the, the, the worst one. Why Bukasa? Why the, why the band name? Well, it's uh, it's basically because um, a lot of our lyrics um, deal with uh, atrocities in the world, and we also have a lot of like fascination with dictators. And I think um, huge part of the Western world don't ever pay attention to what happens outside. Mm. With like Bukasa, there's not many people who know about uh, Bukasa, and it's kind of a when we started, kind of this naive idea about history shouldn't be forgotten, so you should be reminded about it. So that's. Why Bukasa? And also, what we didn't think of at the time is that in Norwegian, it means bookshelf. So people <laughs> thought we had named ourselves bookshelf like some Inditronica band. We're like, yeah. no, name no, is name it's it. a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you call yourself Hitler, and then everything's clear. Well, we could yeah. never tour here then. <laughs> yeah, Hitler means washing machine. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great shit. Well, I have actually, I have no more questions to ask you. All right, this was a fun, this was a fun interview. Whole lot of talk, the interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.